Welcome to Success Unlimited with America's success thought leaders, Tim and Tom Simmons. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the journeys of thought leaders, business leaders, authors, speakers, podcasters, and various individuals' journeys to success and the challenges they had to overcome along the way. We are very thankful that you decided to listen in to our podcast. Like and subscribe to Success Unlimited's podcasts and socials to receive updates when new episodes are released. Do you have an idea of who you'd like to hear? Let us know by commenting on our socials or by emailing info at mymentorhq.co. Now, we hope you enjoy this episode of Success Unlimited. All right, welcome to Success Unlimited uh, podcast. As many of you, of you know, this podcast is all about uh, the journey of thought leaders, industry titans. We have them on, we interview them, we just explore the their origins, uh, challenges and failures that they faced and how they define success and did they reach their success? So with us today, we have William Belisles with uh, Genesis Solar Power. And a little bit of background on William comes from the solar industry. He's a, a wonderful dad of some beautiful girls, a Christian man, very honorable person. And his uh, background started off as uh, installing uh, siding. Um, and then eventually from there to operations management and eventually landed in a leadership position of a $500 million a year solar company. But we'll get into all that. Uh, William, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tom. Thanks for having me. Always good to catch up with you and uh, you and Tim here. Um, it's good, good, good cold morning in Kansas right now. I can tell you that. Hey, it's good to have you, William, for sure. It's been it's kind of cool out yesterday in South Carolina, but it's bright and sunny today. So oh, forgive a little bit of my jealousy here from a thousand miles away. <laughs> That's right. Well, again, thank you for your time. Uh, jump right in. Uh, and if we could start maybe explain your, your background. Um, I know you have a, a heritage uh, in, in construction in the Midwest, and that has really played a large role in where you are in construction. But I also would like for you to eventually touch on um, how you came to accept uh, Jesus and also maybe to touch on your, on your personal life and really your origins and how you define success. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that, so. that, that's a lot to come in. So I'll, I'll start out um, with a little bit more on the work side. I'm, I'm a third generation home improvement um, contractor. My grandfather actually uh, was a, uh, a bricklayer um, and, and he would lay, uh, I don't know if you guys, some of the old, older towns, the streets had the old pink bricks uh, out of Indiana, uh, Fishers. And then uh, they came to Kansas and he started a, uh, steel siding company oh, and then you know my father inherited the company and um they, they did fantastic for me though i was the the little brother right i was they called me big baby i was the youngest and biggest of five so um i knew that uh if i wanted to kind of sprout my wings um, i was gonna have to, to step away but I, I i did start with installing siding that's how i um cut my teeth or whatever you want to say and I was a gopher, so I didn't have a glorious job. Um, I picked up nails and cigarette butts, put them in a little uh, tool pouch. So, good start. Um, 
let's say I, I, I learned really quick that construction wasn't a sunshine and rainbows. If I told you just a real fast, funny story, I, my second day on the job, they told me to quit putting the bag on the ground because every time they take a break, I take the tool belt off. So they filled the little bag full of um, uh, insulation. It was great. So I spent uh, the better part of three hours uh, pulling out that quick foam insulation, nails and cigarette butts from there. But, uh, you know, you learn. So, um, but continuing to grow, you know, from installs to project management, I actually found myself as an installer. I did a little bit of sales um, too after, uh, an ap after applications, being an applicator. And then I jumped into project management at the age of 21 for a roofing company. And I was over both the state of Kansas and Missouri. Um, loved that company, loved what I did for them. Um, I was definitely, I wasn't quite as prepared for it as I thought I was going to be. At 21, I was ready to take over the world. I was Alexander in Kansas. You know what I mean? I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, I knew everything. I was burning, burning bright. Um, and, and I, I did great. Um, but I, I worked really hard. I, I ended up taking another position. After leaving there as, as a as a regional um, project manager, I was over uh, four different states. North Carolina was one of them. Um, and then I I really took a step from there and, and joined forces with a with a great mentor of mine, um, a great friend. His name is Nathan Higgs, um, and we got together with uh, Higgs Professional Consulting. We did um, a bunch of production management and labor across the country, and we helped well over a hundred contractors built thousands of jobs it, it was it was the, one of the best learning curves for me um and I thoroughly loved it um in regards to work that's actually how i i came into um the place in solar and and part of the uniqueness of that was um I, i'd say one of my first humbling experiences is you know siding was a big deal but when i got into siding as a young man Vinyl siding was on its down curve. It was it was it was heading south. Hardy, LP, all those were were were, were real big. The cement siding, um, where my father and my grandfather had walked away from steel and aluminum and were big into vinyl. Matter of fact, their slogan was "Vinyl is final." Period. So I've heard that before. Yeah, it, it was it was great. So so when they when they adjusted and they changed and it went downward, you know, I got in when vinyl was was really you know at its downtime. Um, you know, the eighties and nineties were big, even some in the early two thousands, but I don't think it ever recovered from that 2006 economy hit. Um, so really jumping into roofing. And then once I was in roofing, roofing was the king, you know, every, everything, uh, you know, whether, whether you did insurance restoration, whether you were a retail, you know, the roof was the bread and butter. And then if you got a window or you did some gutters or whatever, that was, that was kind of cool and unique, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't the end all be all. And then I got into solar and I, and I helped this company revamp their, their um, construction division. Um, and, you know, I, at this point I was, I was still a young man. I, I think I was 26. Um, the 26 knew a whole lot more than the 21 year old. I, another position I, I probably should have been a little more ex experienced on, but one thing I knew that um, I would work you up under the table. I was always a hard worker. I was a 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night guy. Um, uh, my wife would, you know, <laughs> be pulling my ears away from the desk sometimes. And I'll kind of cover that here in a second. But I, I worked in it. And it was my first time really experiencing 
um, in the construction industry, uh, roofing not being the breadwinner. And, and, and it affected me to the core. I was like, I don't understand. Like, like roofing is profitable. Yes. And then you know, they showed me the solar side and, and the profitability over that. And I went, ah, okay, I get it. One roof is, you know, one solar job is seven roofs. All right, that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, I, 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 I fell in love with that side too. There was a lot of, a, a lot of similarities to it. And I think there was a lot of like a, a whole new type of passion kind of erupted in me on my work life because there was such a disagreement between like solar contractors and roofing contractors. Mm-hmm. Neither side was, they like, you're putting holes in our roofs and causing it to leak. And what do you roofing contractors know? We're saving the planet and this and that. I mean, it was, it, it was nothing. And I was like, man, if only you guys knew how close you were. Um, and so after that had left, I did some mm-hmm. consulting afterwards. Um, and, um, that kind of led me to forming Genesis Solar Power. And um, I have the privilege, the honor of having my wife, Amanda Belisles, as my partner in the company. And and that kind of takes back, um, uh, that's kind of like the end. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Pulp Fiction reference here. Uh, I'm leading with the end of the movie here. But um, if I take you back um, to a little more personal stuff, I, I grew up with a little bit of a Napoleon complex, right? I, I was the youngest of five. I have three sisters and one brother. But you were the biggest of the. Of the yes, of the, <laughs> it, but, but it, it didn't. It didn't hit to like sixteen, right? So I, I, you know, taking into consideration, I think my eldest sister is thirteen or fourteen years older than me. So um, you know, I if 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 I give my my youngest sister, who's um, who's four years, I think three or four years older than me, if I give her any credit, I. I was the accident, but my mom says I was the final blessing, right? <laughs> um, so, but up until about um, the age of, of 21, really meeting Amanda, um, I was uh, more atheist and agnostic. Um, I'd say more towards the atheist side. Okay. Um, I, I'd kind of recognized that there was, um, there was a higher power um, and, and there was a possibility, but there was nothing that that higher power could do for me and I couldn't do for myself. Nothing would ever beat my hard work, my determination, my dedication. Um, and, and as long as I did that and I worked really hard that I'd always be successful. Right. And let me tell you, um, if you're, whether you're in this industry or not, those of you guys are in this industry that you understand this industry is the king of humbling. Um, I, as you know, if I made a a worse reference, it, it is, it's the wild, wild west. And, and, and I trusted a lot of people and harbored a lot of anger. Um, I think I, I actually carry a note right here. Uh, it's like $127,256 total has been owed to me throughout the course of my career. And um, that, that was part of that. And, and my wife actually um, really did a fantastic job being patient with me. And I think she always know that I was going to be like, that I would, I would find my way there. But she knew that I was, like I said, I had that Alexander, you know, mentality. And I, I would have to agree with it on my own. Nobody could force it. She did a great job taking me into um, a church. Uh, conveniently, uh, this, it, 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 it all sounds kind of like a movie scene here. Um, I, I, I went to this, this church. It was the first church she brought me to. 
Um, I met this pastor. His name was um, Gary. I hope he sees this, and we're still friends on Facebook. Um, he saved my life. Uh, we we got together, and I beat that man awesome. just every bit I could. See, I'm a, I'm a I'm a thinker. I'm a studier. See, I would read books and read the Bible, and I would I would spend time in it, and I would literally meet this man for lunch and question him on theology. Gary, Gary. Just, just question him, like, well, what about this, you know, and, and 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 how about that? And and I was playing checkers, and he was playing chess with me. Little did I, I know, you know, you fast forward, you know, I, I know we we're on a time limit here, but we, we fast forward a little bit, and and I find myself, I'm meeting this man at church on a Saturday for coffee to talk theology with, and and you know, I'm four or five months, and I'm like. Am I a believer? And I'm talking to him about this. And he's like, it's like, he's like, I've been waiting for you to catch on. <laughs> and, 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 and you're missing some big parts to the story, but I could keep you here for two hours. And um, ever since then, it, it, you know, we, we, I waited. Um, like I said, I was a, a, a big thinker. And my story to Christ was, um, was I, very personal. Like, um, I even told Amanda and Gary, like I, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm confessing my beliefs, but I want to learn a little bit. Right. You know, like um, I want to study. Like to me, when I accepted it, I, I've, I've always been, I think what made me a, a powerful leader and a, and a great doer and has put me in a lot of good positions is, um, is I found myself in the ability to research. I always wanted to be like everyone. What's that old analogy? Like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. See, I, I kind of modified it. I thrive. I, I desired to be the smartest person in the room. And then when I could, I wanted to go find a different room. Right. So I, I spent time reading, you know, reading on the Roman Empire, reading uh, on Nero, spending a bunch of time just going through the you know, what, what did Jesus eat in a day? You know, I just wanted to know things. Um, and then Amanda, my wife's uncle, is actually a, um, a pastor in, in North Carolina. Um, uh, he's a Pentecostal pastor in Wilmington. And I had a lot of great conversations with him. We, we all get together once a year. I was and I would I would even though I was a believer, I would still question him because there were things that I didn't you know. I, I, even last year, I was asking questions on the seven trumpets. So I mean, we, we were just talking and um, I had asked That's him a good I, question for this time of isn't it? Life, it that's is. right. It's, Isn't it? So, so we we, yeah. we were talking. He pulled me in, and I, I told him, I said, I, I want you to baptize me. And and this was kind of spur of the moment. We were there for Christmas. Carolina gets cold, by the way. It does. And, and yeah. That was a baptismal. Um, what do you want to call them? Tank. Tank. Yeah. Tank. Tank. There you go. Tank. How <laughs> you warm those up? Right. So it, it was a spur of the moment thing. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And he's It'll like, you. let's baptize you. And so we left, we were in Wilmington. We left the, this, you know, big old, I think we were at somebody's house at that point, big family reunion picture, you know, 50, 60 people. He opened his church up and we went there with my wife. And she, um, she went as well. And in the cold plunge right before midnight on New Year's Eve, he baptized me. Wow. Um, and and wow. that has been e easily one of my greatest success stories. Um, so let me interject. Something you may not know about Tim or myself is our background is Pentecostal. 
I think I remember you mentioning that to me a, a year or two ago, but I, I never pestered on it. Yep. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have to catch up on, on that. But so let me ask you a, a different question here. So how do you currently, how do you define success in your personal life and in business? Have you, have you put a, a definition saying when I reach this, I am successful or is it more an evolving definition? My definition to that, we'll let you answer first. My definition of it is probably going to be weird, but um, it, it, <clears throat> alone. Well, I'll, I'll say it like this: it's a two-part answer, and I, and I apologize. My first part is you got to know how I think, and then you have to know how my heart thinks. How I think is there's a 75-year-old man that's in within me that's relying on me today. He needs me today. He, he wants me to be a millionaire. He needs me to buy a house. He needs retirement. He needs my kids to go to college. He's, he's, he's passionate about what I need to do today. Um, I'm 30 years old. I turned 30 in, in, um, in October. I have 45 more summers to get to that point. That's, that's William. My success is how do, I, how do I protect, you know, my family, my four, my four daughters, my wife? How do I make as much wealth and everything else? Um, and that's how my brain works. How my heart works is my true definition of success is my wife. My wife is my perfect recipe. She is the one that, that when I mentioned that statement, success is having a partner or, or a thought pat pattern. And I've never met anybody that, that has them both. So, you know, I have to, sorry, anybody that claims that they do, but, um, I am, I'm a, I'm a conqueror. I'm an, I'm, I'm ambitious. I'm an entrepreneur. I can sit and work and, and just never stop. And my wife is, is she's, she is passionate. She's a hard worker. She's an entrepreneur, but she is a mom. And she reminds me, William girls have danced tonight. You need to be, you need to be there for them. Yeah. For years, I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Leave me alone. You know, I, I can, I can humbly admit, hopefully there's not too many people that listen to this and judge me that there were times that I said, no, I need to get this done. Um, but my wife's ever so patient. Um, and, and my success now, if you were to ask me, am I successful 100%? My wife comes to me and says, William, the girls have dance at 6 o'clock tonight, and I step away from the computer. And I get to go watch them do dance. I get to, I've, I've been to every one of my daughter's basketball games the last two years. Um, and awesome. you know, there were some parts in, in her early life that I missed. I missed her first steps. I missed when she said dad the first time. So, um, success to me is that because it, like somebody had asked like, William, you, you've, you've obviously made some money. You, you've done good. Um, is there anything you can go back and change? I said, I, I can tell you what, I would give up 50 grand worth of money that I've made to go back and hear the first dad. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So you have a big construction background, obviously, and multi-generation. Um, that's a great legacy to pass on to, uh, to a daughter um, or not. But, you know, life is, I think we all know that life is a journey. And it, you know, it has, we don't know what today holds, uh, what tomorrow holds. But, you know, we, we're, we're, in the, we're in the moment and we're on a journey course you talked about your coming into your faith ambition is a 
it's, it's kind of a loaded word and and you kind of thank you for being so transparent <laughs> so how has your ambition or has it has it changed have, have you tweaked it um this year have you tweaked it in the last five years maybe kind of speak speak to that if you could yeah yeah so yeah my ambition has it, it's changed it's grown a lot you know five years ago i i just wanted to be a a, a regional project manager and, and, and be great or now i i make this joke internally in my house or if i could figure out how to put solar on the moon i will um but ambitiously you'd kind of mentioned mentioned it um there, there's legacy generational legacy is what i call it um and and for me it's it's about setting up a foundation for my from so that my ambition grows um and that i can be successful and not just for not just for my kids because that wouldn't be fully the truth i'm a human i have goals there's things that i want to do sure that i want to do with my wife we actually we took our first vacation uh to hawaii funny enough that i'm wearing the hat in in october first time without kids since 2006. congratulations um and, and everyone's like you're not taking the kids no it, it's been five six years i want to i want to go be with my wife my best friend um but for us it's like i want to i want to be able to, to ambitiously achieve all my goals um and and set myself up and let my, me enjoy that 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 i'm trying to hit but what's changed is now is how do i do that and still set up enough to where my kids can whether they want to take on the legacy right whether they want to follow um sure. mom's family which they're all healthcare <laughs> professionals uh, or underwater basket weaving you know whatever that looks like to them i want to be the dad that buys that basket that they weave underwater okay yeah well we we had a we just did a podcast um and the it was going from a, a convict to ceo and the challenges as a conflict <laughs> yeah. he faced the challenges he faced everyone's stories is a little bit uh they're different they're unique um with your background um what advice if you had to give one or two pieces of advice to an aspiring ceo it doesn't have to be in solar but what would you say to that that person that might be struggling with maybe a similar journey to, to as you know as yourself man i i actually i keep three pieces of advice for people that i consult with and i talk to so this is a a good question first one is slow down do not rush it know what don't, you're doing don't don't rush what exactly don't don't jump into entrepreneurship um i i know that sounds controversial but get, get experienced um there's a lot of things to the word slow down and it really goes along with, with my second one. But if, if I tied them in together, like, don't trust everyone. And I know that sounds bad, but, you know, not everyone is looking out for you. There have been got people in this industry that have reached their hand out and, and have, have um, I'm going to make a, a controversial statement here. And, and I apologize, Tim and Tom, um, but of the $127,000 owed to me, most of that is by men with cro more crosses on their walls than I have in my house. Yeah. 
not everybody is who you think they are. That's right. Yeah. Pray on things. Sit on things. Slow down. It's okay. Before you jump in, get experience. Because at 21, Tom, I, I thought that I was ready to be an entrepreneur. See, I'd been groomed by my father, my grandfather, my brother. I, I'd been installing siding at that point for seven years. I was ready to go. Um, and, and now at 30, I look back and I'm like, man, I still have a lot more to learn at 30. And, and William at 30 and William at 21 are two different individuals. Absolutely. Um, the yeah, third yeah. thing is um, higher slow. Higher slow. I know everyone says fire fast, but I don't even believe in that. Higher slow. Higher Spend slow. Time. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Spend so, time. Right. so with that, do you have do you have a person? A two persons. Do you have who do you who do you bounce? Who is your sounding board? I, I'm sure I'm sure Amanda is some of that, but but is there someone in in that where you came from that was tried and true and and that you recognize it? Man, and that is hard to pick a couple people, but there there are some definite people in this industry that um, I I rely on, um, and, and I, I bounce things off as equals. I, I I'll give you know Amanda's a given, so I won't mention her, right? That's right. uh, my my older brother Stevie um, has been has been a real easy voice um, to talk to. Um, Good. And um, Tom, actually, you and I have shared several great conversations of visions in the industry. Uh, David Summerly, um, Nathan Higgs, um, Mike the Hammer, uh, all all individuals that that I've I've had privilege of talking to at different seasons of what I need to bounce you know ideas off. Um, and that's been unique for me um, is is before I, I had some individuals where I'd only go to one person. Right. But um, now it's it's there, there is no one hat. Right. So, uh, yes, some of those guys are, are fantastic at what they do. And I will tell you, the best part about it is they're all very comf um, um, They keep our conversations confidential. Um, and, and even if my idea is crazy or outlandish, yeah. they always respect me as a man. And I love that. Right. The, um, it's important. you mentioned that one piece of advice you gave is don't trust everyone. So what are some things that if someone is looking for that mentorship or they're looking for even someone to, to bring on the company, what are some things that you would look for? that would say, okay, I think I can trust this person or the converse of that is, I don't, this, I'm seeing some red flags. Maybe what are some red flags? I prefer the positive approach of seeing things to look for that would say, okay, I think I can trust this person. How do you evaluate that? I'd say I, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a neutral approach down the middle, but I treat business like I treat my house. And, 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 and so like, whether it's spending money so like I, I know if I want to like right now, if I want to buy a Corvette and some guy says, you know, come over here, I'll sell it to you for five grand. You just got to meet me in this dark alley after midnight. I wouldn't let him take my daughter over there to buy that Corvette. You know, it, it, um, right. the same with business. There are a lot of people that will reach out and just, hey, man, come follow me. Pay me 10 grand. You'll make a million dollars in 30 days. I promise this and that. Well, sometimes if it. <laughs> Right. If it sounds fishy, the real people that want to help you do your business, 
they're going to critique you and you got to be prepared for that. Um, and same with our personal life. If anytime we've ever had anybody come in and say, Hey, here's how we balance our budget or here's how we're thinking about remodeling our home or here's issues that we're having as a family, maybe a marriage. Um, I'm not too prideful to admit it. My wife and I have, have done, have done therapy, you know, five, six years ago. You want to talk about being able be, being vulnerable in a scenario, but let me tell you, that was amazing for us. So business is the same way. Nobody is going to come into your business and, and just say, give me 10 grand, I'll fix it all. Right. You, you, don't want, you don't want to see my books, my pipeline, a P&L. You don't want to see any of that, just 10 grand. You know, it'd be the same thing in my in my house. I could fix all your marriage, William. You know, t- give me 10,000, I'll fix it. Well, let me tell you what's going on. So that it really embodies that slow down mentality. Even when I choose who I'm going to work with, who's going to help, how we're going to put things together. Um, if somebody reaches out to me and they're like, you know, and it, I, I use that, 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 you know, scenario of 10 grand, but whatever it is, a lot of things, and, and I'll only talk about this industry, but um, specifically, but I'm sure in every industry, in every capacity, this is just all I know, Dom. Damn, sorry. Um, you know, is, is if the grass is greener on the other side, you want to question how it got there. Ask, ask questions. Be slow about things. You, you know, know it, you, I've lived a few days, and and I, I I never admit to being old. I might be older, but but not old. So, but I I have I have always believed that there sometimes the grass is greener, but guess what? That grass still has to be cut. It still got to be maintained, and, and so yeah. something comes with that, right? So, um, I, I would say the grass is greener where you know where you water it. So, if the grass is greener, it could be because that's where in that area of someone's life because they're pouring their time, their energy, their focus out on, on right. that area. <laughs> so, as we're approaching wrapping up here, let me throw you a curveball question, maybe a fun question. If you had to, if you had, if you could have dinner with anybody or present who would that be and why that's a hard one that's that a, is that's an emotional question um it would probably be my dad yeah um i lost uh my father in um 2015 before he got to see uh, my first daughter be born um, before he got to see me get married, before he got to see me be successful. Um, that would probably be that'd be the big one for me. Even no matter no matter the time, just to just yeah. to tell him and to fill him in um, on everything that we've done. Um, to be honest, yeah, I probably change change places. If I could, if I could like swap it, I'd let, uh, like, I know you said, if I could do the dinner, if the opportunity was there, I'd be like, thank you. I'd, I'd love to talk again, but could I let you meet my kids? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's... Relationships plays a big part in, in success and failure. It really does. And, in, and, in, I, uh, I appreciate you being so vulnerable, transparent, vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it's, it is hmm. to, 
to come on to a podcast and and talk about some we, we didn't even talk about failures too much except maybe that that big note you carry around that's that's kind of a tough one there but um I, and I, I know we're kind of wrapping up here but some people say and and i and i probably agree with it because again i i have been through a few things in my life um some of them i'm thankful for some of them i try hard to be thankful for but you know failures speak loud to us in how we how we view them how we respond to them how do you treat failures in your life i love them my um i, I and that sounds it's, it's a bold statement but with with what i'm doing now and, and genesis solar power is just one of several companies that, that that are launching is um i have failed a bunch i've been done wrong a bunch um i can honestly say i i, I won't sit here and say that i've done everything right um and and part of part of why i i love failures is and part of why i carry that note See, I, I've had somebody tell me that, hey, William, that note, man, hold on. That's 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 a that's a burden. You need to let it go. I have forgiven those men. Sure. That note here is to protect everybody that comes after. Every employee that, that works for me, every family member, my own kids, my wife, every failure at 30 years old and, and what I've been able to achieve um, and, 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 and the positions that I've had and, and, and whatnot. Um, has been the failures have been a huge building block. My commitment to those failures that I've said to my team is you will never go through them as long as you stay with me. Yeah. So last question for you, and then we'll, we're done. Uh, what's next for you? You mentioned you, uh, Genesis Solar Power. Um, is that is that what's next? Is that your next project, your next company, or? So yes, Genesis Solar Power is um, is the foundation for everything that's going on. Um, we real fast we built Genesis to be operationally focused. We have built no internal sales teams, and we have no desire to. Its whole purpose as Genesis Solar Power is to be an operational hub to allow solar dealers to install through it, um, so that they can do what they do best, and we can do what we do best. I have a goal of being a top ten installation company in the next five years um, and I plan on hitting that. But the bigger part is um, there are a couple businesses coming up that have some uh, partnerships with some other senior level executives of, that have helped um, myself included, uh, several Fortune 500 companies sell and go public. And, and those ones are preparing to launch um, that are going to help on, on all sorts of sides, whether that's company growth, scaling, preparing to sell, um, and really giving back, Tom, as we've we've conversated to the industry and helping those individuals that want to do it, don't know how and ha letting them skip those bridges of failure. Right. You know, there, there were times that that I shouldn't if my wife didn't pick me up off the ground, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have got this far. I want them to skip that part and say, right. here's here's an easy way around. All, all success is is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And I just want to tell you. <laughs> so that there, there you go. <laughs> That's a wrap. No, William. It's been awesome to see you again, William. Yeah, thank you so much. Really enjoyed uh, speaking with you and hearing your, your journey. Thank you for everything you've shared. 
Thanks, Tom. Good to see you guys. I look forward to connecting again. Sounds Absolutely. good. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. Every week, we release two new episodes. Remember to follow Success Unlimited's podcast wherever you listen. Thanks again for listening in. Mm-hmm.